Wait a minute, are we lost? Nah, man, we're wanderlost. <laughs> All right, um, hey everyone, it's your boys. You got Lee and you got Mitch over here. What is up, everyone? Welcome to the pod, the new podcast. Uh, we're we're going with the working title of Wanderlust or Wanderlost because we're up you know. for we're up you know it's we're, we're up for some new titles, but uh, right now I think that's the. The best one right now so working title working, working title. title working title but i guess we can just call it the pod you know this is the first episode of a hopefully a very nice long series and uh we're just playing around with it seeing how it goes but uh you know lee 2020 it was a pretty wild year and certainly one for the books and uh it's definitely looking like 2021 will be a lot more the same yeah and- honestly yeah i thought we were going to be pretty okay by now vaccines are starting to roll out i figured i was gonna start finally getting out of this apartment but uh not really nope says the government no way jose and uh it's definitely forcing a lot of us to stay at home while also causing some serious feelings of wanderlust hence the title am i right it makes sense i mean i have wanderlust to go anywhere outside of the five kilometer radius that has become my entire world five months and i don't know about you lee but i'm definitely someone who likes to fantasize about traveling and just getting back out in the world what do you say oh dude for sure i i'll go anywhere i'll (laughs) sign me up i'll go to fucking what the uh equivalent of north dakota in the uk is but i'll I'll go i will go to the cornfields of pennsylvania right now i would love it don't shut on pennsylvania okay i'm not i'm not Penn, Penn State, you rock. It's a great spot. You know, Mitch, I really am someone who's like really good at nostalgia. I know it's kind of a weird thing to say, but I'm good at nostalgia. Yeah. In my mind, I'm only ever thinking about the good things that happened in the past. And that goes like doubly for traveling. Well, no, I was just saying, I completely agree. I mean, I think of traveling, I think of all the fun times that we've done places. I think of the beaches I've been to. I think about the, the volcanoes I've climbed. You climb volcanoes? I hope they weren't active. That's probably not safe. Yeah, very true. You know, as much as we are kind of focused on the good, I think it's probably important that we remind ourselves and uh, all our followers out there in the Wanderlust Nation. We're, again, working title. We're working on that. Uh, the Wanderlosters or the Lost Wander. Again, working title. <laughs> we, I think <laughs> we really have to think about what we're calling, what we're calling the nation out there. But I'll, I'll, I'll roll with it. I like it. Um, you know, obviously things aren't always so rosé and glamorous, and honestly, traveling can kind of fucking suck sometimes. It certainly can. I can definitely agree with that. I would have to say it's not just like the good old Instagram influencers media feed. That it certainly isn't. Although I do wish it was all sandy beaches and uh, Mai Tais cocktails. Would be nice. Yes, coronas, coronas and limes on the beaches of Mexico. I think that is, it is pretty ideal. But uh, here on the pod, we're definitely going to try to give you an opportunity to dream. We got, everyone's got to find some sort of escape from reality. And, you know, place to kind of think about all those travel plans you want to make in the future. And in doing so, we're not going to just focus on the glitz and glam. We're going to be giving you a healthy dose of reality maybe some essential lessons from our own experiences that you could keep in mind when preparing for your own post-corona adventure. Which, fingers crossed, will be very soon. I swear to God, really hope so. Summer 2021. 2021, baby. 
2021 out of the apartment fingers <laughs> crossed maybe down the street maybe a walk in the park you know even a different common at this point would be nice it would be very nice you know it's funny you say that way the best part is right now well it's not really the best part but we're actually not in the states right now we're actually somewhere else what we are actually both recording from london england oi 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 literally a 20 minute walk away from each other but i only see you what like once every two weeks like once every two we went for a walk the other day and it was like i hadn't seen you in years but uh yeah how long have you been in london for so far i got here in september unfortunately i missed the the fun summer y'all had and uh you know the last few weeks of nice weather i was doing my quarantine thing um you certainly were just sitting at the window, looking outside, gazing at my neighbor's garden that I cannot use. Yeah, I mean, I've been here for a few months now. Most of them have been, you know, in the apartment. Lockdown's been pretty serious. I, really, it was only October that I got to, like, do anything. And even then, it was pretty low-key. Yeah, definitely. And what are you, are you, like, what are you doing here right now? Are you, uh, are you working? <laughs> Silly goose, you know, you know what I'm doing here. <laughs> I know. I'm just throwing questions at you because you know it's it's the first episode of the pod. I'm just trying to toss it out there. I'm trying to give our 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 wonderful listeners a little context, just a little bit more info on us. Well, now that you ask, I'm currently pursuing my <laughs> master's degree in international conflict, security, and development from King's College London. Wow, wow, wow. And so have you have your classes been like in person or have they all kind of been online or not a single one, you know? Not a single one in person. Not a single one. The uh the beautiful school administration decided it was in their best interest to tell students that we would have a blended approach in the months leading up to school. But on the first day they said, Hey, just kidding, we're all online all year. Too bad you already started. Oof duh. Oof, duh. Yeah. Color me pissed off. <laughs> color, color me blue and call me pissed off. Dude, that's a bummer. But have you, I mean, you've been doing your online lessons and stuff, but have you, have you been able to like at least chat with people that are, you know, taking the courses with you? Or is it kind of just like you sign on, do your own thing, and then that's it? I mean, I would say that I would have, I would call them like um, positive acquaintances. <laughs> Like I, I actually have met a few people from the school outside, like before lockdown was fully on, like I did get a few drinks with, with people or go out and grab a bite. Yeah. Went to a museum or two. Um, oh, nice veto. Um, but nothing, nothing for the record, see. for the record, I, uh, I have a nice glass of white wine right now. Work from home life lockdown. House white. It's gotta be the house white. It's gotta be the house white every single time. Isn't that Amen, good? brother? Love house white. Yeah, I mean, having I can't say I have many friends other than my three roommates, <laughs> and yours true, and yourself. So, very true, my friend. Very true. Yeah, no, I I completely agree. Um, well, you've, I, been, you've been here a little bit longer, right? A little bit. So I I mean, similar story. I pretty much I was working in uh, 2019, or and so pretty much beginning of 2019 into December last year. Flew home. And then I was applying for a new visa and then boom, the cocoa came COVID-19 flying in hot, uh, really threw a spanner in the works. And I was actually controversial opinion. I am not in love with the co Corona, if that's what we're going to call this. 
<laughs> the what? You know, I'm not in love with the cocoa. If, no, if, I am not. I means... no, I am not in love with the cocoa. And uh, <laughs> wait, yeah, I'm I'm I literally just got that reference. Yeah, no, I am not in love with the cocoa. Um, but I was at home for a bit, and uh, you know, the summer was nice because uh, my home base is in Maine, so I was with the fam for a little bit. But then, you know, the bridge came down. I had an opportunity to get back. Visa went through, and I've been back since end of August. And yeah, it's it's been pretty interesting working from home. Yeah, no, it's been good. I mean, England, England's a great place. I'd say it's been, it's a little bit better when you don't have a lockdown and you don't have social distancing and stuff. But controversial uh, opinion. yeah, very, very controversial opinion. Uh, I know there's some people that probably are loving lockdown, definitely loving being inside, but alas. All right. So you've, you've been here a bit longer than I have. And, you know, we've gone on some nice, you know, walks in the park. And, you know, when you're doing so, you got to always have a little something in your hand, maybe a nice little coffee. So I got to ask, you know, in the Clapham area, which is where we both live. Yeah, yeah. Clapham, Clapham Bound, Brixton, Nexus. The you, Triangle. You got any favorite, like, coffee shops or anything? Like, like any Ooh. places that are worth for those of us who might travel to the area soon? Dude, I am not sure. Honestly, I I feel like, you know, with lockdown and everything, that is the big outing for people these days is getting out and going to a different coffee shop. And you go to the common and you see people walking around these these parks in like the same loops and all the trash cans. There's like a literally a mountain of coffee cups from like all these different spots. So I don't even really know, honestly. I think we got a couple of good ones around here, but we don't have a Dunks. We don't have a Dunkin' Donuts. Okay, you can't well, just pop you, into your shop and go, "Hey, give me a coffee," and and I'm out the door. It's like I gotta look at my I gotta look at my Google Maps and see like what's up. What's what's a good coffee shop around me? All right, so I know I haven't been here as long as you, but I did yeah. find this this really cool low key artisanal coffee shop. I don't know if you've heard of. Heard Is it Prep Manger? No, 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 that's a good one. It's actually Costa Coffee. Oh, Costa, Costa baby. They are, they make just the best um, black coffee, like medium black coffee. The, uh, the English version of Starbucks, one might say. And, but well, there's also Starbucks. Yeah, this is true too. We do have Starbucks. No, Costa Coffee, you got to check it out. It's, it's really like only locals know about it. The only, the only locals. The thing I also find funny about it is you go into a coffee place and it's not just like, can I just get a coffee? I just want like, coffee with, with with milk and sugar it's like well do you want an americano do you want a cappuccino do you want a flat white no i just i just want a basic coffee man like just mitch every time we've gone out and for a walk you've never got a straight black coffee so don't you give me that shit i've never you, got because i can't you, get it i can't get it are gonna drive me up a wall it's always the flat whites i'm this booze everyone here drinks now. that's what yeah. everyone here drinks everybody man i got strange side eye when i order a cappuccino i know so uh jumping into it a little bit you were telling me the other day on our walk about this guy and about a experience that you had going somewhere was it in germany no well it was when i was living in germany a few years ago it was like fall of 2018 okay Uh, you said that there was like a lesson there that you wanted to tell me about so i mean i'm definitely up for it and i think the listeners would also like to hear it Okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna present this. To you. Do you want the lesson first, and then the story, or how about I tell you the story, and then you try to tell me what the lesson is at the end? Oh shit! Spin the wheel. Let's go. Let's go. Why don't you tell me the story, and we'll we'll try and guess the lesson at the end of the at the end of the game. All right. So 
fall of 2018, I was living in Berlin at the time, doing a little uh, English teaching as part of a Fulbright scholarship. You know, oh, very the- nice. Little teaching, little raving on the side. Honestly, yes. It was probably more raving than teaching, considering the government mandated we only work 12 hours a week. So if uh, yes. anyone... <laughs> Anyone wants a really fucking easy ride that has, sounds prestigious, do Fulbright in Germany. You only have to work 12 hours a week. But it also looks great on paper. So good on paper. Um, you, pre- <laughs> you prestigious man, you. Anyways, you know, the, the German school system has two weeks off in the fall, two weeks off in the spring. Um, but they have like shorter summers. Their, their system okay. is a bit different than ours. And, you know, I was there with some my fellow Americans. And we decided we we're going to do like this big old Baltic Sea roundabout trip hitting uh, Latvia, Estonia, Finland, Denmark, and Poland. Very sick. Very cool. Oh, of course, two weeks. And was that your first time? I've never actually, uh, I've never been over there. I've never been really to that part of Europe before, believe it or not. I mean, yeah, it was my first time going further east than Poland. Like I had been to uh, Warsaw and Krakow before, but I'd never been like further east than that. That's cool. So you got over there, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, we're, we're doing like the classic uh, hostel backpackers sort of situation. So, you know, it's like three days, two nights here, like four nights, five days, you know, like just bouncing yeah. around whenever you like could get the, the best. Route. Like the walking tours and like the, you know, the, the group bar crawls, that type of thing. Exactly. The classic yeah. like uh, student tours, like, oh, you should just tip them, tip them whatever you feel you got because it's a free tour. Here's a stick of gum, my good sir. Honestly, sometimes that's that's about all they're going to get. Yeah. Just terrible. You should support those people. (laughs) They were 100%. We are not saying don't support them. I definitely agree with that. Um, Yeah. You know, numerous hungover city tours in the cold, gray, Eastern European late fall was definitely a hallmark of this trip. Mm. But probably one of the most eventful series of events happened within the first two days. Okay. Really set the tone for, for what our next two weeks was going to be like. <laughs> oh boy. Do you please tell me more. So there was, uh, there was four of us like, who left to hit the first stop. Mm-hmm. Riga, Latvia, the capital of this tiny little Baltic state. Two million people population total. Like if you're not in the city, you're in the farmlands. Wow. wow. And it was me my friend Karsten Haas, um, Abigail Tetzlaff, and Paul Eberwine. The four of us were going to meet some of my other friends along the route. Uh, shout out to Leon Barham and Mickey Williams, who we met up in uh, Estonia. Uh, but that, that, that comes later. Sounds like a um, stellar crew and a stellar set of names right there. Just a <laughs> ragtag crew, to say the least. It truly was a, a <laughs> strange assemblage of people from across different points in my life. <laughs> um, so, yeah, first night we, you know, we get to the, the hostel. I believe it was called like the Funky Squirrel. You know, hostel's got this like. Was weird... it the Funky Squirrel in English or was that the translation from German? No, no, it was like it was like an, it had an English name in Latvia. Das, but, das Funky Squirrel. Yeah, well, in German, actually, be the, what, what would funky be? Um, For all the listeners out there, we have a uh, more or less fluent German uh, on the pod, Mr. Lee Ambrose Matola. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know what funky 
would be you know what i'm gonna come back to you by the end of this i'll tell you what the funky squirrel is wonderful we'll go full circle at the end please continue on with your story you're at the hostel first night you know we get there we have the welcome shot which is this weird uh, baltic liqueur some root thing called black balsam tastes like licorice nice heavy drop our stuff off in it pub crawl starting in two hours let's go hit the the hostel bar where every pint is a euro which you know in seems like a fever dream because in the uk i don't know if you found anywhere but i don't know a single place you can get a pint for less than like four pounds no not at all it's all it's all pretty expensive i'd probably have to say you, you have to be lingering at weatherspoons if you want to get a nice cheap pint but besides for that everything is very expensive it's nothing like uh nothing like this heaven of of beverages out there that you're describing right now I, I wait I actually you know I'm saying that I did find this like they had a really good deal on like craft tall boys at our little Sainsbury locals the other day really it was, it was eight pounds for 10 fosters have you ever heard of fosters yes foster the Australian beer but it's not even Australian is it it just got a it just has a kangaroo on it it's, it's finest craft beer you can get here it's insane eight pounds 10 tall boys it's like it, it's it's what is it it's almost kind of just like a carbonated water infused with a splash of of alcohol isn't it <laughs> i couldn't have said it better myself mitch i couldn't have said it better myself. it's uh it's quite something else if you're ever out in england it literally only in in london for that matter it's it's exclusively a london craft isn't it to put it in perspective uh i miss natty light <laughs> So our first night, you know, it's, it's, you know, we're, we get there, we're aggressively heavily drinking and, you know, just having grand old time as on this pub crawl, meeting our fellow hostel goers, like, you know, so many people, so many faces that you don't recognize them, except for the next morning when you're like, I remember your face. I have no idea who you are, what we talked about, but we're going to dap each other up because like, we, we both had that know experience. That. We had that connection. <laughs> we know, we know each other, but that's all we know. And you're having that moment where it's like, okay, so uh, who's going to address the fact that we don't know each other's names? Like, or is it going to come up in conversation? Are you going to be like, hey, can you remind me of your name? Like, you, you I, always, before. I always do the just like subtly, like, oh, what's up, my guy? Just subtly wait for someone to say their name and then immediately repeat it. Mm-hmm. I've That's- also I've also tried to throw the trick in the ring where you go, wait, how do you spell your name again? Can you just tell me that again? From my phone i'm putting in my phone just i'm putting in my phone just give me your contacts you know so i you know so we can get keep in touch first night crazy ridiculous one of the most fun nights that uh, of the trip so far especially since it was the first one i mean we gotta know there's gonna be a catch here i'm just waiting for it yes there is because you know of course with crazy nights of fun you have terrible terrible hangovers and uh, yes this one might go down in my top five of all time like this was a, w- a week-long hangover wow. easily. but you know there's no letting up this is only day one like we have to Continue. So, you know, we yeah. do the hangover city tour. We go to like the, the Soviet occupation museum. We're like Oof. looking at very hot, like heavy stuff about like, you know, the, the local work camps, like very like difficult things to see. A hangover so, cure for sure. I mean, that will, yeah, that will shock the hangover right out of your body. Spirits were low. <laughs> 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 but that night, the second night, we had plans to meet 
one of my friend Abby's, her like local friend that she had known from somehow she was in Latvia beforehand. Hmm. And this guy, she introduced us to, I think his name was like Misha or Mika or Stanislaus, something like very Eastern. A local. Very local. A local. Latvian, Latvian Russian dude you know, looks the part down to the suit. Love it. A local man that's going to show you guys around. He's going to show you some fun. And he really came after us aggressively when he said, we're going to have a real Russian night tonight, guys. That could mean anything. We're going to have really Russian night tonight. And it turns out what that meant was, what it meant was not going out to any like cool like underground techno club or anything like that, which what I was looking forward to. No, oh. it meant we were going to buy two bottles of the cheapest vodka that possible. Lovely. A loaf of hard brown bread and a can uh, or can or two of these salted fish called Sprat. Sorry, could you come again? Splat? Uh, sprat. It's S-P-R-A-T. Think sprat. of like like can like tinned anchovies, but like the anchovies are from Baltic Sea. Oh lovely. That sound that sounds delicious. Oh, and it smelled even better. Oh, so yeah. we are up in our freaking hostel room, you know, just demolishing the these big old things of vodka together. Um was it and, one of those communal rooms? Like, was it like a really big one or was it? No, it was just like, it was just like the four of us. Like we had our own room. Was, oh, cool. Like, um, you know, we're passing around the bottle and then, you know, Misha, Alexi, I got to remember his name, but he, he turns to us, he says, okay, it's time to, to try and spread. <laughs> and he takes, he opens the tin and immediately this miasma of salty, briny <laughs> fills the room. And what did I it am, look like? Was it like, how would you describe it? It's like tiny little silver fish in like <laughs> in like the weird like salted water jelly whatever. Oh, <laughs> nasty! That makes me want to gag. I did many times. He takes the sprat, he puts it on a slice of this hard brown bread, takes a bite, finish it down with a swig of vodka, and he says, "This is a true Russian evening." To which I thought, "This." is a truly depressing evening i do not want to do this not even yeah it's both the guy who's like trying to show us like this is what we do (laughs) fuck okay well gonna have to bite the bullet or in this case bite the fucking sprat so i did it was not pleasant i had i had my bite and i was like "Mm, mm, not really for me thanks though did you take it like a champ or did you gag were they like oh okay what's going on i i I was able to uh, wash it down with some vodka soon enough the gagging seemed like it was just from the alcohol i don't know which one's the chasers the vodka the chaser for the sprat or the sprat <laughs> the chaser for the vodka there was no winning either way <laughs> um but you know some some of our group were having a great time um mainly paul paul was freaking loving this sprat and you know he while while paul might be probably the most intelligent person that i have ever met book wise he had finished his master's at, already by the time that we were there. He's like 22. Mm-hmm. Had a PhD lined up in Princeton when he got back. Incredibly smart guy. Probably not the most physically coordinated person I've ever met. <laughs> was reaching across to like grab the Sprat from, from someone else who was evidently enjoying it. It couldn't have been me. Grabbed the Sprat, but kind of did the, like he had been drinking. So, you know, hands fumbled. And the poor guy spills all his Sprat the gross water juices and everything all over his jeans oh no and it just like just instantly what i thought was a terrible miasma before like a choking cloud everything in the room smelled like 
this sprat oh man sprat man paul what have you done <sighs> it it was bad like we opened the window we we did everything like we tried to wash it out like and you couldn't do it so we're like foul right, paul, just paul, foul. you, you got to change these pants man we we got to get out of this room we got to go out um this brendan was waiting for us brendan taddy the brendan taddy was waiting for us the tad man who's brendan taddy was this was this another local or was this someone that was uh, traveling with you guys? No, Brendan Taddy was like the one person that we all collectively remembered from the night before. This six foot five, crazy Australian dude who <laughs> who was like probably in his late twenties, early thirties, and just like on tour by himself through uh, Eastern Europe, just doing what a legend. Thing. And he wasn't staying at the hostel with you guys. He was just staying somewhere else. He just magically appeared. No, he was. He was staying. He got in this. He arrived at the hostel like the same night that we did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But he was like doing like a reverse trip that we were doing. So he was going like first to Poland, then Denmark, then Finland, and we were going to Estonia. I then, see. And then aftercare, we were gonna meet up with him again, and like you know, he's obviously raring to go as Brent, as the legendary Brendan Taddy is wont to do. Tad Daddy. But uh, old Paul turns to us with a look of uh, resignation on his face and says, "Guys." It's the only pair of pants I brought. Brought one pair of pants. Paul Eberwine packed one pair of pants for a two-week trip. And on the second night of that trip, he covered them, spilled Sprat juice all over it. Sprat pants Paul with one pair of pants. That's a fatal flaw right there. What was his reaction? Was he like... Was he super pissed about it or was he kind of just like, nah? He, he never got, he, getting an emotional reaction out of him was nearly impossible. It was just, <laughs> oh resi- God. he was just like, I don't know, guys. I just, I don't have any more pants. This is it. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I'm owning this. I accept it. I've made a mistake and uh, I realize that now, but I only have one pair of pants. That, that definitely like, surely he went out and bought another pair of pants, no? Like what, what was the move here? One would think so, but no, for the following two weeks, Paul wore those pants. And obviously, you know, like there was moments where you could wash some clothes, like some of the hostels had washer, dryer, the whole thing. Yeah. But no matter how hard he washed, that scent never left him. And I, for one, believe I suffered the worst because I had bought seats next to him whether we were traveling on the bus on the ferry on the plane man you drew the short stick in that scenario certainly did i was at the end of the day i think i ended up, a lot of my clothes ended up smelling like sprat too just just by nature of osmosis did you burn them in the end or they probably would have just gone straight up by the uh by a spark there let's just say some of them did not make it back from eastern europe some of those clothes oh. st- remained even despite that, even despite having a, a, the scent of lingering fish everywhere we went, um, we had a great time. We were we hit Tallinn, Estonia, um, great, cool old city. They have like this really interesting naval museum with like the most complete Viking ship in the world that they pulled out of the harbor. Went to Finland, had a weird sauna experience. Um, sauna experience. Long story short. Some guy went into the sauna and was eating Sprat and spilled it and it got all over the place. And just the fumes of the, the Sprat were just kind of like fumigating through the, the sauna. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Oh, nice. Honestly, that might have been, yeah, that is, we'll, we'll say that's what happened. <laughs> no, please do tell me what happened at this sauna. To, to put it briefly, uh, we spent a day hiking through the rain to try to find this legendary like hidden sauna at the edge of the docks in, in Helsinki. Ended up walking through an active construction zone only to find like 30 mm, very uh, 
old men hanging out naked around a fire and a box oh, of wood. Okay. Yep. Interesting. Yeah, that was a that was the fastest 180 I think I've ever done. It was oh, there's a sauna. Oh, we're not going to the sauna today, I guess. Okay. Good to see you. We're heading out. Thanks for coming. Don't think I've ever seen so much, so many men just hanging brain in, in broad daylight. <laughs> just hanging low, having a good time, hanging around the fire, a couple of campfire songs. Something like that. Something so, like that. You know, even still, we had a, we managed to have a good time in Helsinki. We, we bumped into legendary Brendan Taddy once again at a uh, beer pong tournament that he and Carson eventually ended up winning. Pretty legendary. The legends. And, you know, from there, we went on to uh, to Copenhagen, beautiful city. More, those three days, more expensive than the entire trip put together. Really? Uh, oh, my God. Denmark is brutally expensive, so be careful. But while you're there, no matter what the cost, I would h- highly recommend the hot tug. The hot tug. Yes, Mitchell. I think you would really enjoy a hot tug. A little tug-a-lug or a chug-a-lug? What exactly is this hot tug? Well, you know what a hot tub is, right? Uh, yeah, but uh, I don't really know where this is going. A hot tub, a hot tug, a hot tub. And you know what a tugboat is, right? Uh, yeah. Is this like a okay? You you take the hot tub and you put it in a tugboat, and you have a hot tub that is both a boat and a tug, uh, both a hot tub and a tugboat in the Copenhagen Harbor. Oh, interesting. Okay, I'm in. This is kind of cool. It's in, it's insanely fun. It's literally like a like a boat, yeah. like a six person boat, where you have a driver who sits on the back and like and it's got a little motor and he drives you around the Copenhagen Harbor, uh, BYOB as much as you as much as you want. They got s'mores stuff. the The highlight is being like in this super steamy hot water, and then diving into the Copenhagen Harbor, which is thirty three degrees Fahrenheit, like at the point of freezing. So I you're just giving. It. You're giving your body like the shock therapy, the hot, cold, hot. Yeah, cold. totally. And then you get out, you take a rip of vodka, and then you slap it down with like a little bit of sprat on top as well. <sighs> Sprats were never again consumed while in my presence. <laughs> I made sure of that. One time and one time only, but you'll always remember it because of that sprat on the pants. And I'll always remember it because of the smell in my nose. Anyways, we had a great time, you know, all things considered. Paul, when he got back to Berlin, finally threw on a fresh pair of pants and we all laugh and think about it to this day and no one talks to paul anymore no one uh no one has reached out to him i'm assuming i saw i actually i actually saw paul what was it like the the fall before coronavirus oh my god imagine that what a phrase fall before coronavirus 20 feels like years years ago I saw the fall of 2019 interesting so he's in and, princeton oh okay doing well during his phd so still yeah. eating still eating sprat I sure as hell hope not. Yeah, I hope he's learned his lesson. So anyways, yes, from, yeah. from what guess? you told me, is the lesson always bring an extra pair of pants? Yeah, I'd say it's a pretty fair or lesson. Maybe more than two pairs of pants. I'd probably say like a couple more than that. I think, you know, take however many days you're going to be on the road, divide it by two. Yeah. That's probably where you want to have them out of pants. And also probably just don't eat Sprat because that sounds really gross to me. But I don't know. I mean, Up for interpretation. Definitely controversial. Indeed. Indeed. Well, my friend, that was quite the story. And I definitely think quite the way to start off this uh, Wonderlust or Wonderlost podcast series. I definitely don't think I will ever forget to pack an extra pair of pants ever again. 
I don't think I want to try Sprat anytime soon either. It sounds not that appealing to me. But you're, um, you're you're not really missing out on much. But yeah, no. Thanks for sharing that story with me, man. And thank you to everyone for listening. I really hope that you guys enjoy this. Uh, it's definitely fun to just hop on here and chat to Lee. And I think that there's definitely going to be some some more of this to come. Uh, as long as we're going to be stuck inside. It looks like we're going to have at least a year to fill at this rate. I love it. So uh, the content is going to be rolling out. Yeah. If anyone has, if any of you, I'm sure we'll probably be getting lots of our friends to be listening to this, but if any of you guys have a story you'd like to share, let us know, send it over. We'd love to talk about it. And there's always lesson to learn from uh, a couple of, you know, not so good experiences out on the road traveling. Hey, that's what makes the trip the trip. You got to have the highs and the lows. You got to have the highs and the lows. There's the glitz and the glam, and there's the, the sprit and the sprat. Let's, again, that one's, a, that, that one's a working process as well. It's definitely a working process. This is, <laughs> we got to grease the gears a little bit. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. Make sure to uh, like and subscribe for some hot content coming up all throughout quarantine. Yeah. Smash that subscribe button. Smash, 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 everyone. <laughs> Hoopta.